Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to We've Never Been Clicked. This is Cuppy Cup, and I'm pleased to be here on another joyous episode with my friends, Jay Arnold and Jimmy Guards. How are you fellas doing this evening? I'm honored that you called me your friend. (laughs) It's the first time I've ever said that. That's the most human emotion I've gotten out of somebody towards me in like a year. Pretty intimate. Hey boys, how are we? Doing well. We have a big-time journalist guest for the show this evening in uh, PFT Commenter. So we're obviously going to force the listeners to sit through our football takes before we get to that segment. You're welcome. <laughs> that Yeah, it was actually Jay's idea. Um, he said, do you think we could get PFT to come on the show and talk about his fullback award? And I said... Maybe. So then I just sent him a message and he was he was gracious enough to to come on the show. He has not read the reviews, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> we also got to ask him about rats. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned to, to hear his takes <laughs> on New York City rats as well, which is which is worth your time. So we uh, we were criticized last week for um, being kind of down on everything, I guess. I don't I don't really remember all that well what we talked about but i assume we had the aggies going down to uab so if that's true I'd, i'm happy to eat crow because i i found the game to be really kind of delightful uh never really in question um pretty good performances across the board beating uab 41 to 20 is that right yeah so do you have any takes on this game jay you probably analyzed it in some way yeah, uh, I mean, I thought AM played pretty well. UAB was a good squad. AM took care of business, covered the spread, which is the most important part, mm-hmm. and uh, came out of there relatively healthy for LSU. Ah, uh, LSU. What about you, Jimmy? Do you do you enjoy the game? I did. It, uh, you know, this team has yet to put together what I would consider a full game, but that's okay. It's a first year under a new coaching staff. We're young in some important spots. Um, in the best bets, I did not take AM to cover the spread. I thought it was going to be Mm-mm. a much closer game. Um, and really, you know, UAB shot themselves in the foot a few times. Uh, the game could have been a little bit closer, but uh, A&M's been on the other side of that coin most of the year, losing a lot of turnover battles. Um, so it was nice to see – a little bit more discipline. Uh, what more can you say about Travion Williams? Um, oh, yeah. Showed up in a big way. Uh, I love it anytime he gets more than 20 carries and he hit 20 on the mark, which was uh, really nice to see. Um, he 
Jimbo kept him kept him in a little bit longer, but um, I think that's all right because, like I said, this team is still uh, growing in a lot of ways. They um, <clears throat> they they're learning to put together four quarters. So um, yeah, leaving the starters in longer, I'm totally cool with that. So Travion averaging eight point four yards a carry, a couple couple scores, a forty seven yard run. Um, love the guy. Uh, Jay Sternberger showed up in a big way. We'll talk about him a little bit more, um, you know, going over 85 yards with two touchdowns. So um, nice win over a scrappy UAB squad. Yeah, I saw Mac Angle. Did you read his article? I think it was – I just saw it tonight, but he was he was Is saying that – Fort Worth Telegram guy? Yeah, he said that the Aggies um, – he had a blah season. Yeah, the blah season was evidence that Jimbo Fisher was uh, like a flash in the pan or that he wasn't worth the money. I, He's I actually, a bust. He's a fraud. <laughs> as much as I ever read an article, I read the article, meaning I kind of skimmed all the paragraphs to figure out generally like how it, it was structured. Got the main idea. Yeah, it was. It Do was a little SWOT analysis. I don't know Mac Angle that well, but it was really like a stream of consciousness article where it was just a bunch of disconnected ideas thrown together on a web page, which reminded me a lot of good bull hunting, to be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, it reminds me of this podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. No, on, no forethought was put into it. On Twitter, he is very proud uh, to proclaim that he is a adjunct professor at TCU. So um, credit to the frogs. That's a nice, uh, um, I don't know, showing up well credibility for the school that Mac Angle just puts out stream of consciousness. That's what you look for in a professor, really well-structured <laughs> arguments. He found the one job that pays less than journalism. It's <laughs> being an adjunct. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, incredible. I want to drag the article on good bull hunting and I still might, I don't know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I also don't want to give it more attention than it's worth, but that's true. What yeah, are we only, only we can, only we can make fun of ourselves. Like That's anybody right. from outside the program is not allowed to to give us shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> like your siblings, right? Only you can talk shit. Anyone exactly. else? Exactly. Otherwise, away. I'm gonna beat the shit out of somebody. Well, yeah, for me, I'm gonna be passive aggressive toward them, but you know, same well, idea. You know, we we have lovers and fighters here. They need a solid mix of both. <laughs> So, Jimmy, you, you talked about Jay Sternberger's performance. He had, what, two touchdowns against UAB? So uh, some Texag's infographics came across my desk uh, <laughs> over, over the last couple days, and I noticed that Aggies are really steamed that Jace was not named a finalist for the Mackey Award, and uh, I wanted to get your perspective on this. And maybe, Jay, since you, you played the game, you have some insight into – whether anybody really cares about these awards. Uh, it seems like to me before social media, this would be something that you hear about and you're mad for like four seconds, but now it just drags on and, and builds up. And, and now there's like a full head of steam rage, Aggie steam um, at, directed at the Mackey award of all things. So what do you think of that? Uh, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> College football has all these old antiquated um, awards. What's interesting is each award is kind of its own governed subsidiary. So there's no connection to anything. So the John Mackey award 
who the hell knows who's behind it. The awards Twitter account has all of 3,000 followers. They announced their semifinalists. I mean, the people who announced the semifinalists, they probably watched mm, maybe five minutes of each tight end that uh, was on their list, and they just kind of threw together. Eh, we'll throw this out there. Little did they know, you leave an Aggie off of a list like this. <laughs> oh, man, there's hell to pay. We had Aggies tagging the John Mackey Award official Twitter account. I don't know. Jay, what do you think? Like, I, I, I guess I'm laughing about it because I really do believe Jay Sternberger when he says he really only cares about the team uh, success. I know that's like the cliche thing to say, but I really think that Aggies are making a uh, Aggie fans are making a much bigger deal out of this than um, anyone inside the locker room would. Yeah, these these postseason awards just uh, they're kind of they're nice to have, but it's it's not really that big of a deal in the locker room. That sounds about right. Although I, I believe we've already. Uh, carved out a little cove in the hall of champions to put the Mackey award into. So that's going to cost some money to, to cover that up with some curtains. We'll just put the, the uh, fullback award there, right? The uh, Coors yellow belly with the tire staple to it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the segue is too juicy to not cut to the PFT interview right now. So let's uh, let's go ahead and jump over to, uh, to our chat with PFT commenter. <laughs> I would now like to welcome the internationally famous PFT commenter. PFT, thank you for joining us. Yeah, hey, no problem, guys. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. We, uh, the first thing I want to do, since we're going to talk about your fullback of the year award, is to warn you that Aggie indignation over awards is at a peak right now because our tight end was snubbed on the Mackey award list. No pressure, but if, if Colin Gillespie doesn't win your fullback of the year award, you're going to have a lot of angry Aggies on your hands. That doesn't sound like Texas A&M fans. I guess the good news for you guys, if you don't win an award, you can go back 30 years later and just like sneak up and engrave your name on the trophy and just tell everybody that you want it until <laughs> enough people notice. So, um, yeah. yeah. That's actually one of our traditions. <laughs> it is, you, and of which there are many. Trust me, I, I know uh, many Aggies. Uh, I lived in Austin for about – eight years, nine years. And, uh, yeah, you guys certainly like to wear those rings. I'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good school. And listen, Cullen is on my short list. So we're doing the inaugural, uh, fullback of the year award here, uh, from part of my take. And we've put together a pretty sound committee. We've got, uh, myself, big cat, our producer, Hank. And then we have, um, let's see, Von, here, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, Aaron Rupkowski is on it. Jacob Hester is on the committee. Uh, John Kuhn is on the committee. Uh, Vontae Leach is on the com- committee. We've got, it, it's stock. We've got a lot of uh, noteworthy people that are helping us out with our selections. And right now the short list does include, Colin, is it Glaspia? Is that pronounced that right? Glaspia. Yeah, you can just call him Gilly. Gilly. Gilly's on there for sure. Um, he's got the look, man. He, he just looks like a fullback. If, if you were to go to central casting, I don't know what central casting is, by the way, but Al Michaels does a lot when describing offensive line coaches. <laughs> so uh, if you were to go to central casting and ask for a fullback, it would look a lot like Cohen. Um, and then joining him on the list, we've got Ben Mason from University of Michigan. We have 
I believe uh, Carter from LSU is on that list, and Aston from Pittsburgh is on the list too. So it's it's a it's quite a squad. Oh, and the entire Army roster is on the, uh, <laughs> the fullback watch list. Perfect. So we're trying to figure out what to name the award. We've considered uh, maybe the Low Man Trophy as opposed to the Heisman because Low Man always wins um, the Heisman's Man Trophy. <laughs> Wait, that's it. The Heisman, the Heisman Man's Man Trophy. We'll figure it out in post. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we we've got a couple names up in the air, and we'll be presenting the award. I believe the night before. The, the actual Heisman Trophy. And the trophy itself is, I, I think it's just going to be um, an empty can of Coors Original, a yellow belly, nailed to a, uh old tire. So, you know, a humble trophy for a humble award. But, yeah, Gilly's on that short list. He's, he's laid a few blocks. The, um, the trouble I have with him, and you probably know him better than I do, uh, he seems to be doing a lot of self-promoting for a fullback. Yeah. And uh, that's, not, that's not the way of the fullback. So I'm a little concerned about that. He's, he's, you know, mentioned us in a couple of interviews. He's, he's submitted his name for the award. Um, I understand he's well-liked by his teammates and by the fans, uh, but not really a fullback move to be the one putting your name out there. Your thoughts? And fullbacks, do you really want to be well-liked? I don't know if that's a good fullback attribute either. I guess I should be campaigning for him, but it's a, it's a point of concern. I'm just really excited about the committee that you'll have. I, I don't even know how you can, can have that much grit in one room. Uh, obviously, it's going to be an honor for Colin to even be considered for this award. Uh, but I, I echo your concern. I think, I think he needs to leave the promotion to us Aggies. Uh, as most people know, uh, Texas A&M fans do not lose internet polls. That's, that's very true. Yeah, uh, he should absolutely rely on you guys. I know that you'll show up for him. Um, so, oh, we also have Anthony Sherman from the Chiefs on. So we've got some some NFL representation as well on that committee. I'm just excited to really just talk to everybody on the committee. That's really the only reason I created this board, just so I could hang out with a bunch of fullbacks and just be like, hey, you guys are cool. Do you like me? Cool. You guys are awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's a win-win for me, whatever way. But, yeah, Gilly, if you listen to this, just chill out, man. Just chill out a little bit. You Let your play speak for itself. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see six or seven more Aggies on your committee, but uh, you, you've put together a good group there. <laughs> I did see that Colin invited you to the LSU games so that you could watch two of the fullbacks on your list in action. So my two-part mm-hmm. question is, are you going and why not? <laughs> Those are excellent questions. <laughs> I'm not going. Uh, I've, I've got some things I need to take care of uh, this weekend on the West Coast. So I, I'm traveling for Thanksgiving, but – um, Big Cat, I believe, is going to be down there. Really? So he will be he will yeah. be in person. Um, so we do have a representative from the committee. That's good to hear. A, there will be a representative from the committee. I don't know if he's going to actually end up going to the game or if he's just going to fly back. Um, actually, wait, hang on. Hang on. Let me double check something. I probably got your <laughs> hopes up. I think there was just a change of plans today. Uh, let's see. I don't think he's going down there. Yeah, he's not. You know what? He's going to be – in Columbus, Ohio, at that game at, at Michigan, Ohio State. But you know what? That's it's good because we need to remain I'm, impartial. I'm sensing a little bit of Big Ten bias here. Here's the thing: we need to remain impartial on the committee um, when it, when it comes to watching these games in person. And honestly, like LSU is pretty good, and it'd be a real shame if they were to beat you guys. And uh, all that we would notice would be Carter's performance. So um, this might be. Might be a blessing in disguise that we won't be there, but we will be monitoring the game closely. Um, 
but I'm also subtracting points from Texas A&M for no longer scheduling uh, University of Texas every year on Thanksgiving. I think that that's a crime. Show. <laughs> yeah. You guys, are, you guys scared? Actually, whose decision was that to like not keep up the rivalry after you guys decided that you didn't want to play in the Big 12 anymore because you kind of scored up points? It 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 changes every year. It started out being Texas's fault, and I think now it's back on on our side where we don't want to play the game. But uh, you know, as you yeah, we we actually pass off blame every year. Okay, and it's a rotating. Trophy. As you know, we we don't really care about Texas anymore. Like, there's no way that I've watched way more Texas football this year than Texas A and M football. They're they're really off the radar for us now. No. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, you guys, I don't know. I'm really excited about their annual rivalry with Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but one time Texas did lose to Kansas. They absolutely did. They, yeah, that was high comedy. Um, yeah, it's like the Texas A&M-Texas rivalry. It's like you guys are, are divorced adults, and you still check your, the other person's Instagram story every five minutes. <laughs> uh, but then you pretend that you know You do it from your burner account, at least, so they right. don't know that you're doing it. Exactly. This, this talk of Texas actually brings up a question that's kind of been eating at us uh, for a while, and we've never been clicked. Uh, so if we had an Oklahoma drill – between Tom Herman and Clay Travis, who would win that? <laughs> I can't see Clay Travis winning any sort of a competition that doesn't involve like uh, having a debate on his radio show. So um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Herman would would run his ass over. Um, Clay, I'll give this to Clay. He has better hair than Tom Herman, but I but there's an asterisk there because I think everybody on the planet has better hair than Tom Herman. That's right. Plugs and all. Although we can't talk shit on the plugs anymore because of Jimbo Fisher, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Allegedly. Allegedly. Although Herman, Herman's plugs are a special type of plugs. They scream like like mid-90s, I smoke Marlboro Lights and drive a Subaru WRX, <laughs> and I'm 22 years old and date a sophomore in high school. That's what his, that's what Tom Herman's hair looks like right now. It's, bad. it's, it's actually it's awful when it gets wet. I don't. It's like I would rather get a gremlin wet than Tom Herman's hair. <laughs> oh, shit, that's perfect. So we'll cut you loose pretty soon. But I did want to ask because we're trying to help Gilly to the extent we can. Uh, if we're trying to create a player, kind of molding the perfect college fullback, Gilly has one more game to get it done. So what are like the one to three most important attributes for a fullback to win this award? Okay, that's a good question. Um, there's this thing in uh, in software design. You guys probably know that about me. I'm a big coder, big time tech guy. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's called onion architecture, right? Where you start out with the most important piece of the core and what you need to have done most importantly, and then you just build like the nice to haves around it. So if I'm looking at the core of what a fullback should be, it's got to be the neck roll. I need I need Cully to. Uh, like make his own neck roll and stuff it with ducks. Like I would need him to go out into nature and just like shoot a bunch of ducks like Carson Wentz did the other week and just use their carcasses as stuffing for his own neck roll. Um, I, the neck roll is most important. I would say um, the design of the pads is also very important. Like I like to see a bulky thigh pad. Like actually, you know what the most fullback thing in America would be if you took just a bunch of like skull pouches and, and shove them into your uh, thigh pad area instead of like using real football pads. If you just had a bunch of tobacco in there um, that you could use to run people over, um, there should be no nameplate on the back of your jersey. I don't know. Do you guys have nameplates on the back? We do. We do. Uh, okay. So we'll have to scrape that off. I can talk to the equipment manager and make sure we get that done. 
Yeah, Gilly needs to rip that one off. And also, like, I haven't heard any, too much about his past. I would like to have an inspirational story out there about Ooh, yeah. um, maybe some adversity that, that one of these guys has overcome. That always plays real well with the committee. So, I don't know. Um, like, was was he was in an easy berth? I do, I do like a fullback <laughs> baby that, like, that sees daylight and hits the hole. So, no C-section babies. I want to make sure that it was it was natural. That's that's very important for me for the origin story. And then the long hair is good. I would you know what could help if he cut it into a mullet. So right Ooh. now it's just long hair. Yeah. Um, but a mullet would be an X factor. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with the mullet wholeheartedly. I mean, that's one of the most important signs of grit you could have. Yeah, I was a little worried mm -hmm. about the long hair since you know you want to have a well balanced team and kind of everyone playing their own role well. And since you have long hair and he has long hair, I thought that could maybe mess up the chemistry. No, I think it's it's okay. With a fullback you need to have, in my opinion, either very, very long hair or very, very short hair. You can't get <laughs> caught as a tweener. Like pick a side and go with it. The guys that have just like kind of shaggy hair, it's like, okay, you're just growing your hair out to use it. As, a, as like an extra helmet inside your helmet. And that's a big no-no. If you grow your hair out real long, like down to your shoulders or your nipples, that's a lifestyle. That's a fullback, hard rock and heavy hitting lifestyle. And I like that. And then on the other side, you've got the guys with the timeless Johnny Unitas uh, fullback cuts, which is fine, or just the big head um, that you just uh, shave all the way down. I know, um, I, I think Max Strong was a guy that had a real nice shaved head. Uh, and, and I, I appreciate that. And then Ben Mason, he also has, he's doing the Mohawk, but it's like a short Mohawk, um, which makes him stand out a little bit too. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, Gilly's got an opportunity to make a statement this weekend for sure. Everybody yeah. does. I would say, you know, he's not in first place right now. We've taken some straw polls and, uh, first place right now is Ben Mason. And I believe, I believe Cully's in like, third or fourth place i'll have to go back and look at Ooh. at the oh. results but you know it's wide open anything can happen in this game so yeah. you know a, a strong showing from him could catapult him to the top he needs a signature moment right and i've, I've taken a lot of notes and uh you've probably heard me typing I'm, I'm firing off emails to the equipment team and the athletic director we're gonna we're gonna do what we can yeah, I'm thinking Jimbo may need to just uh, go ahead and adopt the triple option offense uh as you said army's full roster is being considered yep. so maybe maybe running some triple option would help out colin it absolutely absolutely would great point we're not going to win anyway so we might as well mix it up the yeah triple option <laughs> sounds good is so, that texas a like official is that like the the latin logo that you have we're not going to win anyway so we might as well just fuck stuff up yeah i think so i think that's in our hall of champions it's right when you walk in the door <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's slaps it, is, it is engraved on the floor in latin <laughs> for sure I didn't know if I was allowed to cuss or not, so I just went for it. I hope that's okay. You definitely are. No, you like are. Like I said, our, most of our listeners hate us, but they like you. So really, whatever you want to do is completely fine. <laughs> no, yeah. you guys you guys are funny. I like you guys. <laughs> thank you. And, and thank you for joining us. Best compliment I've ever gotten. Yeah, we never compliment Jay around here. I have, I have one last request. We can either do this on the air or we can think about it offline. I wanted you to help us workshop a good tweet since uh, Colin is the 12th man. Uh, we want to have kind of a PFT style tweet. Like I haven't seen a 12th man do blank since blank. And I'm only known for bad tweets. So I, I wanted to kind of mm -hmm. run this by you to see if we could come up with something. I mean, so walking through it, um, you know, you think of 12th man, you think of the original 12th man, that was Judas. So Absolutely. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen a 12th man cross the line. If he scores a touchdown, I haven't seen a 12th man cross the line like this 
since Judas sold Jesus out. I think that'd be a real hit. I love it. That's um, perfect. Yeah. I'm, even if he just crosses like the 15 yard line, I'm going to tweet it. Does he, uh, does he, uh, call the coin toss? He's, is he a captain Jay? You know? Uh, no, I don't think he is. Okay. I had a piece of a silver joke that you could do for Judas, uh, with a coin toss. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll keep <laughs> in my mind. I, I feel like we've got the feed of a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're working yeah. on it. We're, I think we're I think we're on the right track. <laughs> we'll work on it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, PFT. Is that an appropriate shortening of your name, PFT? Because you know. Yeah, you know what? Fuck Mike Florio. He can deal with it. If if he doesn't like people <laughs> calling me PFT, you know what? That's guess what, Mike? Come get me. I mean, I, I've done some lawyering too in my day. <laughs> Perfect. People forget I outmaneuvered the ESPN's legal department. So like a little a little uh, cease and desist letter from. NBC Sports isn't that's you know I don't even get out of bed for that right well I actually did have one uh personal request uh anytime I talk to somebody that spent a notable amount of time in New York uh just for it my my PhD for my master's I have to ask uh what's the biggest rat you've seen in New York the biggest rat uh not counting Michael Rappaport (laughs) yeah um I like, are we talking girth or are we talking length here? I've seen I, I think girth, girth is the more statistical uh, <laughs> analysis thing here, but uh, length would be good too. Okay. I, I, the biggest one I've ever seen is probably in – it's a subway rat, and it was um, – I guess would be like nine, ten inches long. I don't know. It's tough to say with their tails because their tails just kind of stretch out like a, like a parabola, and they never actually end. They just get skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. <laughs> Um, and maybe four inches wide. I've seen some pretty fat rats. I actually have a mouse in my apartment right now that um, I'm trying to get rid of, and it's getting to the point where it's almost as big as like a small rat because it's just eating my dog's food all the time. There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> so yeah, in conclusion, you hate to see that. New York sucks. I'm never never move here. Yeah, you need to turn that into some kind of Green Mile situation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I absolutely do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for for sticking around for some extra time too. And we will hopefully catch up again in the future uh, when Gilly wins the award. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely be in touch if he wins. Uh, hopefully, he has a big game this weekend. Appreciate it. So there it was the uh, the peak of we've never been clicked. Our interview with PFT commenter. It was really nice of him to join us during this holiday week. Of course, by that I mean the Chiefs and Rams scoring over 100 points collectively. Um, so let's jump in. To Do you have any Colin Gillespie takes, Jimmy, since you weren't able to uh, participate in the interview? Oh, I'm just a huge fan. I uh, How could I you really not want, be? Yeah, no, I really wanted him to score the other night on uh, senior night. Um, I'm sure this has been discussed ad nauseum. I don't know why we did senior night on saturday when so the seniors could get a win <laughs> <laughs> jay we're trying to be upbeat this week i don't know if you got the memo yeah the guy's just been a gamer for for a&m like i don't i don't know i think my favorite play was the block punt against alabama i think that it, it resulted in a safety um oh and the hit against tennessee was also um Oh, yeah. Targeting goodness. I mean, 
it's such a sports cliche, but that's a, that's a locker room guy right there. Like, uh, you know, when you go through a coaching change, you want guys like that on the team, that kind of leadership doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, I like that Jimbo Fisher kind of lets him be himself uh, with the media and uh, wish him all the best. I think he's got a good future in front of him, no matter what he winds up doing um, inside and outside of football. He's averaging 6.5 yards a carry this season. I just ask that you don't look up how many carries he has. Mm, okay. Right. Can do. Yeah. <laughs> At least two, right? Because it's a, a 6.5. The yeah. uh, He's kind of like Brecken Hager if, if, if he wasn't like completely insane. <laughs> What's wrong Can with you, that guy? That's a weird no, kind of him. segue. I love, I love Brecken Hager. Let me do you really? He is my favorite Longhorn of all time. Interesting. I have no idea what's going on with that kid, but he's incredible. I mean, I like how like how many screws he has loose because it's very entertaining to watch. But uh, yeah, it's like the media darling who just says all kinds of bizarre off the wall shit. I mean, I guess you have to kind of love that. Uh, it's a, it's the same thing as like looking up uh, best Talladega NASCAR wrecks. You know, like it's <laughs> it's just watching poetry in motion, honestly. Yeah, he has such a strange cadence to his speech. And then, uh, I mean, how big of pussies are the Big 12 for de- demanding an apology? Oh, that's just ridiculous. dog shit. So badly, I just want someone to just say, when when a, an apology is demanded, I just want someone to go, no. Like, Yeah. Was it Dan Wetzel who wrote the article? It was pretty good. Yeah, it was a great article. Yeah. I love Dan Wetzel. Wetzel. Yeah, yes. yeah. All right, well. He was basically, well, oh, and Jay, I have not had a chance to read your article, but I've been seeing a lot of good chatter uh, on Twitter about uh, what you had to say. So maybe you want to tease it out a little bit for us, because I think you had some coaching points that might have tied into this very topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, So on the other 98, uh, this article was just kind of about how uh, college football has a cultural issue, I think, among fans and coaches where coaches are willing to do anything to win and fans kind of just stand behind them even when it's pretty clear that they're dog shit people. Are we talking about Maryland? Uh, Maryland, Ohio State, uh, Baylor, Penn State. Yeah, you could go on and on for quite a while. Am I out of line if I say Florida State? (laughs) See, I was going to make that point, but uh, I decided not to. (laughs) Okay, sorry, sorry. Maybe we'll throw in a reigning Jimbo's to make up for that comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The coaches have been kind of shitting on players recently. I mean, like, uh, and Dan Wetzel's article touched on it nicely about how these guys are making tons of money and like the unpaid labor, like, like whether it's Mike Gundy calling guys who transfer snowflakes or, you know, um, what's his face? Uh, Chad Morris at Arkansas sitting down the defensive backs for flirting with the Mississippi state dance team. All just like kind of taking themselves too seriously. And I'm with you. I I think fans, for some reason, they like to side with like the adults, the coaches and. um, Well, it's the same thing in the NFL when people would rather side with the franchise that's taking millions of dollars from their city every year and, and tax cuts and everything than side with the players who actually put their bodies on the line. Word. 
Yeah. Sorry. Like that it. was a, that was a little bit serious there for a second. That's good. I like that, Jay. Huh. Some, yeah. some fire. Yeah, well, hey guys, I have fucking emotions. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you emote when the Aggies returned the fumble for a touchdown? I was that was kind of like the shocked emoji. If, yeah. I, if I can give it <laughs> that. Yeah. To to no one's surprise, I missed that. I did did read some tweets about it. But speaking of emotions, we're uh, we're playing a team we cannot beat anymore on Saturday. The LSU Tigers. Um, I don't feel great about this, especially I was surprised to see that we opened as a favorite. Uh, can you talk me off the ledge? Are we going to beat LSU finally this year? Jay? Yes, we are. I'm calling my shot right now. All right, Jay. What do you- I, I think I think uh, we need some some pop, the power of positivity. Ooh, I like uh, it. We're we're going to actually run the ball really well. Uh, I think we're going to see Travion Williams go for 125 yards rushing. Uh, two two tugs there on that. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're going to see the A and M defense really limit the LSU offense. Uh, something that for some reason we've been able to make. LSU quarterbacks look really good when they aren't. Uh, I think that's going to stop this year. And I, I just see A&M somehow coming away with a win. I like it. I'd, I'd also like to see a Colin Gillespie a neck roll and uh, maybe a touch, maybe a little touchdown. Yeah, I think, I think maybe he'll get a little tug there as well. Yeah. All right. Very uh, nice. I obviously in my heart, I don't see it happening, but it would be so glorious. I turned down uh, all American club tickets to this game because I'm, I'm probably the worst Aggie on the planet. Um, So I'm sure we'll win because I turned those down. Just like I was supposed to go to the Alabama game in Tuscaloosa in 2012 and backed out at the last second. Oh, so that's good news. That means we're definitely going to win. Yeah. We're definitely winning this game. We've actually clinched it now. Yeah. So I'd like to see Jace Sternberger come out with like six or seven touchdowns because he's so peeved about the Mackie snub. <laughs> sounds sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, I guess the best secondary in the SEC. That <laughs> that would help Kellen Mond's stats a little bit as well. Yeah, um, I got got the rankings hot off the presses just uh, released tonight. Um, Only I'm took done. like four or five minutes. Yeah, there there's not been a lot of drama in the rankings this year. Uh, LSU is slotted at number seven. They're the highest ranked two loss team. Um, Somehow over uh, Washington State, by the way, that's a travesty. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, their quarterback. I don't know his name, but Gardner like, Minshew. Yes, I've watched maybe like three halves of Washington State football, and those are. Probably my three favorite halves of football that I've watched. Sounds, sounds a lot more like a baseball name, but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, he and Leach together, man. They're uh, they're a hell of a duo. Talk about not taking college football too seriously. Like they should be the model. Um, love Washington State. Might actually have a pick for them later on. Burst, burst. Oh man, that's um, a good tease. Yeah my my thoughts on LSU is I actually think we match up well with them. If uh, I almost think it's becoming and A&M, the program just really needs to get this monkey or tiger off the back because it's, I think it's becoming mental at some point. Like I think this LSU team, if they were in another uniform, like throw them in, uh, I don't know, 
Ole Miss or Arkansas uniform, they're they're not like world beaters, and A and M kind of matches up well with them. I'm actually curious for um, to ask Jay. I haven't run the numbers across the entire season, but I want to talk about the Aggie defense and under Sumlin because we played such a hurry up offense played fast. And then the last couple of years under the Noel Mazone offense, uh, we had a lot of three and outs. The A&M defense was on the field all the time. Yeah. Like playing games where they're out there for 80 snaps, a defensive unit that wasn't very deep to begin with. And Jimbo Fisher has taken a very, a much more, traditional approach to the offense offensive side of the ball I would say and in so doing has really controlled time of possession in most games and our defense is out on the field as low as like 40 to 45 snaps per game I think like in against Kentucky and then on the high end they're only out there for about 60 snaps you start piling that up over the course of the season and we're talking about a much fresher defense going into LSU. And I'm curious, Jay, do you think that really does add up uh, in terms of wear and tear on a defense? Oh, it definitely does. You know, uh, playing on those defenses in 2013 and 14 that were out on the field for a lot of those games, it's brutal when you, when you finally force like a three and out and then your offense goes and gives one back and you, and you have to go right back out there on the field. I mean, it, tears like it tears you up uh it's when you have a guy like Jimbo who has the more methodical uh kind of old school approach like you said you know time of possession run the clock down it does help the defense recover a lot quicker than it you when you see somebody go out there and throw the ball three straight times and give the ball right back to the the other team's offense yeah so another way of looking at it in terms of snaps and um I might put put the work in and put something out on good bull hunting, but you're essentially playing like one, one and a half, two more football games over the course of a season as a defense in terms of number of snaps in the way the program was the last six years. So you're going into game 12 against LSU and, oh, you have to line up against LSU and Leonard Fournette or Darius Geis and go up against that rushing attack when you're basically as a defense playing in game 14 or 15, not totally absolving them for their performance, but it's just that you, when people talk about the grind of the sec, I think that's what they're talking about. And that has to be managed closely throughout the year. It's like the pitch counts with a, you know, with a, with an arm, like you have to be counting those reps throughout the season because that adds up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, you said it best. It's like a pitch count. Uh, I think that's part of why having depth at positions, especially along the D-line in the SEC, is huge uh, for competing later in games because you need to have fresh legs you can throw out there. And uh, it, makes a, it makes a huge difference. I, th- I think when you, when you look at teams like Alabama, LSU – Auburn, they're able to rotate guys in and know that they can trust them to come in because they they keep those legs fresh. Uh, and, you know, it's it's just a, a really important part of the SEC game that didn't get talked about enough. I think under someone when, like, like you said, it's those offenses 
going out three and outs and giving the ball right back to the other team. Yeah. Or when things are going well, you're scoring on like, I I mean, you never want to not try to score, but some of those offenses uh, would score fast in the, uh, in the games where we would win and maybe win by a lot, but it still winds up being a lot of snaps for the defense. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like what we saw uh, between the chiefs and the Rams last night. I mean, they just going back and forth scoring. Uh, The defenses aren't getting a lot of time to rest. Yeah. So all that to say, I think A&M matches up well this year with LSU. Um, Vegas obviously thinks they, they do. I'm, I'm somewhat surprised. So A&M as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The other way to look at that is on a neutral field, Vegas is suggesting that LSU would be favored by about a half point. So um, pretty equal teams if this was on a, on a neutral. And um, it's a big game for LSU, you know, like Ed Odron, he – they expect 10 win seasons in, uh, in Baton Rouge. And uh, so it's not a, by no means a throwaway game for them at all. Um, I think it really sets the tone for uh, bowl practice and uh, they're playing for a new year's day bowl. A&M's uh, playing for an opportunity to improve their bowl standing. So I think it'll be a fun one on Saturday night. Yeah, it should be a, should be a lot of fireworks. Uh, one of the things you touched on LSU, uh, they don't have the running back like Guy Sir Fournette that you mentioned. Uh, Brissett's a really talented kid, but he, he's not the game changer that either one of those guys is. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of why Texas A&M matches up so well with LSU this year. Agreed. Yep. Very nice. I, I do want to get into our Thanksgiving trash takes, but since we're talking about this game, Jimmy, I feel like we've got to go right into our best birds. All right, gang, we got uh we lost some Milskis last weekend. I'm uh I lost my house <laughs> along with it. Um recording from under a lean to um under a bridge in Houston right now. But that's he's okay. on Westheimer right now if you hear the yeah, traffic. I uh I borrowed some of that oil money uh so that we can make it all back this weekend. So I'm levered to the hilt, which is <laughs> totally fine because I have four games that I love this week. We're going. It's a special rivalry rivalry week edition. Rivalry week. Kansas, Texas. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like everybody's favorite Thanksgiving tradition. The Longhorns are playing in Lawrence. Wait, Uh, wait, wait. The Thanksgiving trash takes are supposed to start next week. Next mm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to cover that one. Uh, I am going to go to Morgantown, West Virginia for a huge game in the Big 12. Oklahoma is on the road playing West Virginia. The winner will go to the Big 12 Conference Championship game, which, check this out, if the Longhorns somehow lose to Kansas, not that that's ever happened, um, Oklahoma and West Virginia would just play again next week. That's so, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it uh Big unlikely. Big 10 championship game or Big 12, sorry. I get that mixed up because the the numbers don't match. Thanks, Jay. Uh-huh. Um I I like West Virginia in this game. I like Dana Holgerson at home and Oklahoma's defense has just been dog shit lately. And um I think it's going to be a rowdy night on Friday night at, uh at home in Morgantown. I think that game's going to be 
a ton of fun to watch. I'll be flipping between that and my next best bet, which is the Apple Cup. Pullman, Washington, uh, great story just with what Mike Leach has done with the program. Uh, Gardner Mishu, um, my last name is his first name. The guy has just <laughs> been an absolute savage. 4,300 yards passing, 36 touchdowns, high completion percentage. Um, at the beginning of the year, no one would have thought that Washington State is a would be a two and a half point favorite over Washington. Washington was kind of a a cheeky pick to go to the playoff. Hasn't gone that way. Uh, Mustachio, yeah, that's right. The mustachioed Gardner Minshew. I'm just I'm riding this uh, uh, this Washington State train. I think it's they're a great story in college football. Um, if you hadn't had a chance to watch, I know it's easy to overlook the Pac-12 because they play at bizarre times and um, their fans are usually a little bit half-baked. And so they don't <laughs> freak – they do not freak out over Mackey Awards. They don't probably know what one is. Um, but uh, this is going to be a really fun football game. So I'm taking Washington State minus the two and a half. I think um, they're going to win by double digits. Next up, the big game. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan going on the road. Ohio State escaped a uh, a very scrappy Maryland team uh, in uh, uh, College Park last weekend. Um, programs kind of going in different directions, but I don't know about Michigan as a four-point favorite going to Columbus. I, uh, I, I just have a feeling this is going to be a maybe a field goal game could be an overtime game. I think it's going to be low scoring, just classic Big Ten football. Uh, I love watching this game. Um, all my family's from Ohio. We're taking the Buckeyes, plus four, at home against Michigan. Who? Who is right? Um, and then finally, the Ags, LSU. We already talked about this game. Um uh, breaking it down, but I just to make it official, I'm taking the Ags minus the two and a half. I didn't, this was not my pick in the tailgate, um, but the tailgate isn't for Milskis. That's just for fun. And um, I've changed my tone. I, lo- I like the Aggies. I think they're going to put together Travion Williams Whoa. is going to uh, show up. And I think Kellen Mond is going to have a nice day. I just expect a couple big plays out of him. I think uh, he's going to take care of the football and um, this will be one of the bigger wins since being in the SEC and one of the bigger wins at uh, Kyle Field since the since the Johnny years. So those are your best. Miss, miss. Nice. My, my Christmas is riding on your picks this week. Should, should we go into the, the weather right after another? Yeah, I mean, just uh. real fast. We got to go right into the weather. Everybody's waiting. Oh, yeah. I mean, whether they like it or not, they have to hear it. So might as well just hear it first. Uh, So going with our uh, college station forecast, we're going to Saturday night. We're going to have a low of 55 degrees. So a nice, nice little little wind out of the southwest at eight miles an hour. Uh, For me, 55 degrees is perfect. I actually like that temperature. Uh, For some of you softer ags, you may want to bundle up. The soft eggs will be fine. It's the, the skinny eggs who are going to have trouble. Uh, right. Yeah, it's a, you make a fair point there. Mm. That's mm. the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jay. 
no what problem. a segment. <laughs> that was good. I like that. I just realized that Mac Angle's Twitter handle has prof in it. I've never... Yeah, he's an yeah. adjunct. Oh gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, all right. Because we were all confusing you with the other Mac Angle. <laughs> Mac Angle Prof. All right, so let's close uh, this Thanksgiving week episode. I wanted to get your trash takes on Thanksgiving. Things that are going to make other people mad or that you just know are kind of unpopular. Jay, you've, I believe you've been churning out one of your terrible ranking lists for the other 98. So do you want to kick us off here? Yeah, the, the best ranking list, by That's the way. That's what I meant, yes. Uh, for the other 98. Actually, I'm going to start off with the the hottest of hot takes on Thanksgiving. Uh, A&M should bring back the rivalry game with Texas. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to start that off. Let's go ahead and get that Thanksgiving hot take out of the way. Uh, turkey in general is trash. Uh I get it. It's a general part of the Thanksgiving feast, but unless you're smoking it to perfection or deep frying it, turkey ends up being just mostly disappointment. Uh, I'm I'm much more of a honey baked ham guy at Thanksgiving. You've got to uh, put herb butter under the skin before you cook it, like lots of herb butter, and then it comes out. I know. think you should actually just put Whataburger's honey butter under it. Uh, see how that goes. It may end up being even better. Uh, somebody try that, by the way, and let us know how it ends up. How do they serve their honey butter? Is it in little packets? No, you can buy bottles at HEB. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. I'm sure yeah, I, I put it. I put Whataburger honey butter on Chick-fil-A chicken minis, and it's glorious. Good Lord. Okay. It's a little, yeah. little life hack for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, then, I, I put it in my, uh, in my beers and then microwave it so that it melts in there. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it to just be like suspended floating in your beer. Uh, yeah, that would exactly. be, that'd yeah, be no good. Be, it basically be becomes crazy. a cider at that point. Yeah, you have to melt it. Come on, people. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Uh, so I guess I can go ahead and pass on my hot take uh, popcorn reading to Jimmy. Hmm. Okay. My, uh, <laughs> my hot take is that... Uh, Absolutely, we should be playing Texas every single year. Hey, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> um, I regret well, calling you my friends. You're, bringing, <laughs> you're going to bring more Aggie ire into our mentions. <laughs> and um, let's see, what would piss off Aggies? I feel like uh, calling it stuffing versus dressing, that's kind of a Thanksgiving hot oh, take. Yeah. I thought People they were the same thing. Like that. I call it I call it stuffing, and then of course you get some, you know, hoity-toity Bayou Ag who is basically Louisiana trash who says it's dressing, and you put oysters in it. Um, oh, that's a bold strategy. Look, it's all it's all fine. It's all delicious. Um, the best Thanksgiving meal I ever had was I went to my brother's, and. I thought we were going to have all the traditional fixings. And he said, no, fuck this. We're having surf and turf. And we got steaks and crab legs. And um, I think we did make some stuff. Yeah, we had stuffing too. We had a couple of the traditional sides, but then just paired it up with uh, some uh, ribeyes and crab legs, just like the pilgrims would have wanted. (laughs) And um, it was delicious. It was amazing. See, I think that... Stuffing is what you put inside the bird, and dressing is what you make in a casserole dish. Oh, right? okay. I thought dressing was what you put on salads. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. 
Thanks, Jay. <laughs> I wouldn't mind putting some stovetop stuffing on my salad. Yeah, I I really like stuffing. It's really the only food on Thanksgiving that I love. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I have very little self-restraint, and I'm a hungry man. So. What about mashed potatoes? Come on. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to eat, like, four pounds of those. Oh, here, here this will piss off people. Really, the only form of potatoes I like are French fries and crispy hash browns. What? Aren't you Irish? That's the problem. <laughs> it reminds me too much of sadder times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like famine. My, my yes. laughter may come off poorly there, but it. While we're there, I, I just have to share because some people will remember. Like, it's the best. It's the best joke on that uh, TV show Archer, which was um, definitely a niche show, but so damn funny. Lana! Yeah. The wealthy woman gives the Irish soup, like superintendent. Uh, the poor blue collar Irish guy for Christmas, she gives him a potato and she says, ah, the classic Irishman's dilemma. Do I eat the potato now or ferment it and drink it later? Right. <laughs> That's greatness. That's yeah. good stuff. The, uh, my take is that I would, I would take a can of cranberry sauce cut into slices over some homemade cranberry sauce or no cranberry mm. sauce any day of the week. I take a slice of that stuff. I mix it in with the dressing, the potatoes. The oh, yeah. That stuff's great. It is pea salad, <laughs> the turkey, oh, the eggplant jello. dressing, Mm-mm. the cheesy potatoes, the uh, cornbread. What else? What am I missing? The gravy. Everything. Just give me the canned cranberry sauce. Can do. I think it's like 69 cents. Who makes that stuff? Is it Ocean Spray? I don't know. Whoever does it. WD-40. They do a good job. <laughs> they do a good job with it. Yeah. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Eggs. I hope this was a uh, a more upbeat cast for you. Maybe not. Um, but at least we had PFT Commenter, The Myth. So thankful for you, Aggie listeners. I'm thankful for you, college football listeners. And I'm thankful for my co-hosts. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks, I'm Jimmy. Thankful for, I'm thankful for my co-hosts as well. Thank you. I'm thankful that y'all are thankful. Mm. Thank you. I'll take it. My friends, I'll say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Progress. Respect, respectfully. Buenas noches. Never been caught.